Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. So welcome to our Catechism class again, and today we're on Lord's Day 40, uh, the first part of Lord's Day 40 in the Heidelberg Catechism. And we've got to the part that deals with the Sixth Commandment, which of course is, Thy shalt not kill, or in more modern versions, Thy shalt not murder. The Catechist in Question 105 asks, what does God require in the Sixth Commandment? And the answer is, I am not to dishonour, hate, injure, or kill my neighbour by thoughts, words, or gestures, and much less by deeds, whether personally or through another. Rather, I am to put away all desire of revenge. Moreover, I am not to harm or recklessly endanger myself. Therefore, also, the government bears the sword to prevent murder. So we're still dealing with section 3 of the Heidelberg Catechism, that section that deals with our response, our grateful response to our free salvation, our wholehearted desire to please God by keeping his law. Our works, remember, cannot save us. We can never hope to fulfill the law and to keep the commandments perfectly. Only Jesus did that. And he did it on our behalf because we couldn't do it. And when he died on the cross, he died there for me, for each one of us, taking upon himself the wrath of God, his righteous anger at our sinful rebellion. And we are declared not guilty, we're declared forgiven, simply by admitting and confessing the fact of our sins and believing and trusting in what Christ has done for us. So we're not saved by works, but we are saved for works. And because Jesus has saved me, I want to please him. And so I want to keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we've reached the sixth commandment. Thou shalt not kill. Now before we look at the answer the Catechist gives to question 105, we need to read Romans 13 verse 1 to 7. Romans 13 Verse 1 to 7. You're listening to the Semper Reformata podcast with Bob McAvoy. Now, before we answer the question that the Catechism Uh, poses in question 105 we need to define our terms Um, the AV simply says thou shalt not kill some of the more modern versions are more specific and they say thou shalt not murder and that's important because murder is specifically forbidden by the commandment and it's punishable by death but not all killing is forbidden in the Bible as we've just read in Romans chapter 13, 1-7. For example, there's a legitimate 
judicial execution by or on behalf of the state. So the Bible tells us and teaches us that a man who takes the life of another man must forfeit his own life. Now that's a biblical principle. Does the hangman or the executioner who carries out the death sentence then forfeit his own life too? Well, certainly not. There's an allowance for judicial killing, for the lawful authorities to punish a murderer by putting that murder to death. So judicial killing is killing, but not murder. There's also something called the just war theory. Soldiers may take the life of others in an opposing army in order to preserve peace and order and defend their freedom. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 2, we read, Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Of course, politicians get involved and that makes things a wee bit more difficult, doesn't it? For example, when the Iraq war broke out and the British Parliament took a decision to go to war based on the weapons of mass destruction, dodgy dossier, the premise for that war seems to have been false nowadays and it broke international law, we're told. So we need to think seriously about using any just war excuse for violence and death. So there's legitimate judicial execution. There's a just war theory. There's always self-defence, isn't there? What if you're at home and a burglar enters your home and attacks you to rob you, or worse, and then you manage to defend yourself, and in doing so you strike him what becomes a lethal blow? Is that then morally wrong? Is it deserving of death? So we must not murder anyone. But we must be careful to define what murder is. Of course, there's different degrees of murder. In the USA, they speak of first-degree murder, first-degree homicide, rather, second-degree homicide, ranking murder by intention. We might speak of the difference between murder and manslaughter. One man may set out the liberty to kill someone as terrorists do. Another man may simply go for a drive in his car and be distracted by a text on his phone and veer across the road and crash into an oncoming vehicle and resulting in the death of another driver. So he didn't set out to murder someone, but in effect that is what he did. The Sixth Commandment, therefore, is very far-reaching. It should affect our driving. To murder someone by phone is still murder, even if you didn't mean to do it. Murder by negligence. What about failure to maintain a vehicle or a machine, perhaps which someone works at and which then becomes the cause of that person's death? What about abortion? That's one of the most contentious issues of our day. It wasn't an issue back in the day of the Catechist, so it doesn't get a specific mention in the Catechism. But in the Bible, abortion is murder. And so it falls under the ambit of the Sixth Commandment. The psalmist in Psalm 139 reminds us that we are formed and knit together in our mother's womb. David talks about how we are conceived in sin in Psalm 51. I wonder, have you heard the expression, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth? We call that the law of limited retribution. 
and it's far better than the alternative, which would be unlimited retribution or progressive retribution. But in Exodus chapter 21, verse 22 to 25, where that law is given, it is given in the context of abortion, of damaging a baby in the womb. So in effect, abortionists are committing murder. Exodus chapter 21 and verse 22, reading down, it says, If men fight and hurt a woman with child, so that she gives birth prematurely, yet no harm follows, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband imposes on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if any harm follows, you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. To kill a baby in the womb was a very serious matter. So there's murder and there's killing and they're not necessarily the same. And we should also ask, what does it mean that a man and a woman who takes his life shall have his own life taken away? Well, of course, in the strictest sense, that must mean the death penalty. That worked in the local agrarian society where a murder could be reasonably easily proved. And there were abuses even then. And our Saviour himself was a victim of a miscarriage of justice. But how do we carry that commandment out in modern society, where we have a professional police force, a forensic and judicial process, a jury system in which miscarriages of justice have been all too frequent? Do we retain the death sentence, or do we take away a person's life by locking them away for the rest of their life? Now that's a huge debate, and one for another time. Let's turn again to the Catechism. Our instructor deals with this issue in three questions and answers. And in this lesson, we're going to see the first of these, question 105. And we're going to ask how obedience to the sixth commandment will affect our attitude to our neighbours, to ourselves, and to our governors, those who rule over us. So our neighbours, for example, the Catechist insists that we will never do anything to hurt another human being. Now, hurting my neighbour, according to the catechist, can include dishonouring them, hating them, injuring them, and, of course, killing them. We do well to remember that we're all related, that every one of us can trace our ancestry back to Adam and Eve, who were made in God's own image. And in us, of course, that image has been distorted by sin. But it is still there. And because we were created in God's image, every single human being has dignity and deserves respect. The Catechist is expansive when he asks how we might hurt our neighbours. We might hurt our neighbours by our thoughts, by our words, by gestures, by deeds. And if we're being really manipulative, we might not hurt a neighbour ourselves, but we may incite others to do so, perhaps by spreading false rumours, by Chinese whispers. The Catechist makes sure that we know that when we are getting others to do our dirty work for us, it's just as reprehensible as if we were doing it ourselves, perhaps even more so. 
For while we manipulate others, we are usually pretending to innocence ourselves. And that's hypocrisy. So the Catechist says, whether personally or through another. And of course, all of this begs the familiar question, who is my neighbour? That important question answered by Jesus in Luke chapter 10. Not only will this commandment change our attitude to our neighbours, but it will also change our attitude to ourselves. It's a huge challenge to any Christian believer. It is so countercultural. It will challenge our minds and our attitudes. We are to put away all desire of revenge. You know, in some religions, the concept of honour is really important. For example, we have noticed in Islam the problem of honour killings where a girl, for example, a daughter, will marry a man whom the father doesn't approve or will marry outside the religion or where a person will convert to Christianity, they may actually be killed and they will call that honour killing. Now, such an attitude, such self-honour would never be seen in the Christian life. We are to live humble lives, not seeking our own honour. So instead of seeking revenge for perceived hurts, we will readily offer forgiveness. Uh, Our desire for revenge will be put away. It will challenge our attitude to our own selves and our well-being. So it will change the way that we think and it will change the way that we live too. For I am not to harm or recklessly endanger myself. What I'm applying here to others, thou shalt not kill, applies equally to me. I'm not to commit suicide, no matter how bad my circumstances may be. And perhaps that's something that we ought to deal with in a separate lesson. And finally, it'll change the attitude that we have to our rulers. In Romans chapter 13, we read that the government bears the sword to prevent murder. The Lord has appointed our rulers, our military, our police to bear the sword, to legitimately take up arms for the good of society with the purpose of doing what is good and right and keeping order and preventing the breakdown of society and stopping murderers from going about their evil business And that is the case even if the government itself is totally immoral and godless in its ways. When Paul was writing to the Romans, the Roman Empire ruled, ruled as a police state by Caesar. And it was ruthlessly cruel and vehemently anti-Christian. And yet Paul tells us to be good citizens even in those circumstances. Romans chapter 13 and verse 6, because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers, attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honour to whom honour. If we live by this catechism question and answer, and we apply it to our lives, if we take it as being an explanation of what is meant when we're taught in the scriptures, you shall not murder, then it will change our attitude to our neighbours, 
It will make us think and act differently and it will challenge the way that we live under the law of the land in which we live. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.